I understand that she's not actually Taylor Swift, but I would bet anything that Taylor Swift enjoys a good viewing of the notebook. Probably, yeah. If we mention her on Tumblr and ask her about it, I'll bet she'll have an answer. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Hello. Welcome again to Unsub Pod. I'm Harry. I'm at MuffMacGuff on Twitter. I'm Chanel. I'm at, at Chanel Dubofsky on Twitter. This week, the gang uh, heads up to Connecticut because a prosecutor's daughter has been kidnapped. And uh, most of the action takes place over the course of like a few hours or something like that in his house as they try to negotiate the release of his daughter. Uh, and they uncover some messy secrets. Not really. I mean, you'd expect that, but no. Not, not so much. What did you think of this week's episode? This is one of my, also one of my favorites. This is one of the ones this season that's written by a woman and directed by a woman, which is exciting. Um, yeah. Which I noticed in the credits. So that, um, I mean, that never happens really that much early on, so it's exciting. Um, yeah, I have a fan of this episode. Uh, I think it's another one where there's like some nice, um, character building and also plot, sure. even though it's not a remorseless unsub, which is how I like it, but <laughs> you, you want your unsub just like deranged sociopath? Totally deranged sociopath. I'm not interested in like what in your past made you like this. I just want you okay. to like be horrible. So yeah. that for you is like a um, Aristotelian ideal of uh, an episode of Criminal Mind is uh, a yeah. The the unsub is a remorseless killer, and the gang figures out what past trauma made them that way. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, this one, I mean, yeah. we didn't really get, by, sort of by the nature of the way this episode is told, I feel like we didn't really get into it with the unsub as much as we often do. No. No, it was Although, more like secret, yeah. They'll go for it, yeah. No, uh, it's yeah, right. No, it's no, like no. only the last couple of minutes that we figure out who it is. Although I'm going to tell you right now that I figured out who it was very, very early on. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get to why, but I uh, this is a, this is a similar situation to one we've had in the past. But um, really, yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. We'll get to it, and I'll tell you how I how I solved this mystery, um, and you'll be in no way impressed. So we're at a party, and I wrote parte in large letters. Um, I wrote party I, exclamation point. <laughs> and then I'm pretty sure that I recognized the front of this house. Oh, really? And I was thinking that it might have, yeah, I was thinking it might have been the front of the house in Clueless, but I don't know if that would, if that's actually true. I also but have it, no idea. It seems familiar to me that this is like a house that like many drunk people have stumbled out of on, in movies or television before. Um, so, yeah. Um, so they stumble, this guy and this girl who looks a lot like Taylor Swift, yeah, stumble out that. of this house. Did you think so? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think that when watching it, but you saying it now, I, I'm inclined to agree. And so they are and, trashed. Yeah. So they they... You know, they start driving. He's trashed. And I think the fact that they're drunk sort of explains what happens next. 
because they get to, like, a road where there's a big SUV parked in the middle of the road. And instead of doing what literally any sober person would do, which is drive the fuck around the SUV and continue on your way, they're like, you know what we need to do is investigate. Mm -hmm. So they both get out of the car and just, like, check out the SUV for a little while. They try to look inside uh, and try to divine what could have caused somebody to park an SUV in the middle of nowhere as though that has never before happened to them, as though Connecticut Mm -hmm. is somehow just this, like, bastion of people obeying uh, all posted road safety laws, even though our heroes themselves are driving drunk right now. Our heroes. It makes no sense to me. It truly, I was baffled by their decision to get out of the car and how much time they spent out of the car trying to solve its mysteries. It's a mess. Like, immediately, I think I wrote, why would you get out of the car? Turn around, dude. Yes. Um, just, yeah. Um, and then, so they get back in the car, and then the keys are gone, which, like, yep. duh. Yep. And, uh, Did then you not think this was going to happen? Yeah. And then there's a gunshot. Yeah. And then we're in the so- DAU. That's see. Now we're back with our usual gang, and the, we open up okay. with, like, four women in a row giving Morgan some fucking eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, immediately, he's just walking down the hallway, just going about his business, and every woman he encounters is like, hey, Morgan, my pussy's wet, just FYI. <laughs> and so Reed is like, that seems pretty cool. All these women want to fuck you. And Morgan gives him some advice. Uh, which it, wait, oh, wait, I actually written down before that said, um, oh, I'm oh, sorry, they yeah. do, no, no, they do, um, reference the previous, the end of the previous episode, um, about Reed and JJ going to the game together, which I forgot that they did. He says, um, how did the game go? How did it go with JJ at the game? And Reed says something like, it's classified information. I completely missed that line. That's so funny. Um, But that's it. That's the only thing we ever hear about it again. Like forever. Like I'm just going to spoil it for you. Like we never talk about it again. What? Yeah, it's never discussed again. It's like when and, um, when Zach and, and Lisa and Saved by the Bell hooked up yep. and they walked yep. away at the end of an episode holding hands, and um, that was it. They never talked about it ever again. I mean, I think in many ways, Reed and JJ are criminal minds of Zach and Lisa. I can see that. I can't think of a lot of ways, but I can think of some ways. Yeah. Well, for example, here is a way where they're never going right. to talk about this again. Here's one. Um, so uh, Reed is like, it must be great to get to fuck all the women who work at the FBI. And Morgan, yeah. I never date women who carried guns. Yeah, which um, is uh, solid advice. I, I, okay, well, it is, but I have a few questions about it. Actually, I have 100 questions about it. Okay. Um, my first question about it is Morgan carries a gun. 
So, I mean, I, the, sure. the implied violence of this statement, actually, is, like, really troubling for me. First of all, oh, the Morgan routinely get women so mad at him that if they had access to a gun, they would have shot him dead. That's my first question. Is that, you have to be pretty mad at him, uh-huh. I think. Um, especially considering that he's, like, an FBI agent, and so are they. Like, imagine how mad an FBI agent would have to be at another FBI agent to shoot him dead. Um, or I guess shoot him at all. He doesn't say, shoot me dead. He just says not carrying a gun. Maybe he's, like, troubled by the idea of getting shot in the arm. But my other question, Morgan himself carries a gun. So is he then saying yeah. that he never engage with someone who was also carrying a gun so he can be the violent aggressor and they cannot? That idea made me really uncomfortable. But oh, I damn. Think All right. My, my third and biggest question at this moment raised is, does Garcia carry a gun? I think she does not. She does. She does not. I think that that's I see where you're going. Another, another little thing to put into our file of evidence that Morgan uh-huh. and Garcia will hook up someday if they are not already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see. I see. Yeah, she does not uh, at all carry a gun. Not at all. As far as... Nope. As much as you can possibly not carry a gun, that's how much she doesn't yeah. carry. That's right. That's right. So then we cut to uh, Hotchface on the phone yes. with uh, Haley. I hate Haley so much. Wow. Like, I, hate, I hate her so much. I think it's I because of Andy McPhee. I hate, I hate her. I hate her because she's Andy McPhee. I think that's why. I can't separate her Dawson's Creek self from her criminal mind self. And it's not her fault, but I just hate her. Well, you know, luckily, she's on bed rest now. We're probably not going to see her. Right. Luckily, she might have preeclampsia, which is terrible. Luckily, she might have preeclampsia. (laughs) She might. It's pretty terrible. Um, Good Lord willing. So, um, I'm not being nice uh, the the ransom document. Um, mm-hmm. He got a copy of from the document examiner, which, in my opinion, sounds like probably one of the best jobs at the FBI. I would love to be a document examiner. You know, you take you get Do the document. Do we doc- think that is a, a thing? This is it. This is the document examiner examined. So they got the ransom note from. It's in Trish's handwriting. Trish is the Taylor Swift lookalike. Um, yes who has been kidnapped, and uh, they also know that her tears are on the ransom note. So she's yes. either spying or cutting onions. Right. Or she's having a contact lens problem? Or a contact lens problem. Absolutely. She could be watching the notebook, frankly. <laughs> Maybe that's, like, part of the torture, that he makes her watch the notebook. Okay, torture for some people. But they get um, on the plane to get to Connecticut, and... Okay, can I yeah. have a note really quickly that if you work at Quantico, you can take a train to Connecticut. You don't need to charter a private plane to get up to Connecticut. Jesus Christ. It's a good point, especially when you have to have to uh, do the quote thing to get on the plane. That's true. Which is that? Euripides? Yes. Euripides this time. It was something about, like, hurting a good man or whatever. Like, if you hurt a good man, all good men are hurt or something like that? It's something like that, yeah. And I had a lot of questions about the use of... I feel like the quotes were the most responsible in this episode, but we'll get to that. I agree. 
I, I actually, I totally agree. I thought they were pretty out there. Because the good man one is meant to refer to Trisha's dad, who's a uh, Connecticut prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Which, obviously, within the world of this show, within the nightmare mirror universe of this show, cops and prosecutors are the good guys and the people that they put in prison yeah. are the bad guys. So I understand it, that is consistent with the show's worldview that, indeed, human beings must be put in cages for the safety of society. Right. But for us human beings watching the show who live in the actual world, not the criminal minds world, it can be a little bit uncomfortable, that kind of reverence for prosecutorial overreach. So the quote is, when a good man is hurt, all who would be called good must suffer with him. Right. So this guy has been hurt in the form of his daughter's kidnap. She herself has not been hurt, I guess. And now we in the BAU must suffer with him by hanging out with him in his house for like a day or two. Yes. Um, And Derek is back in a suit, which is interesting because he wasn't before. That's true. He was uh, dressed pretty casually the last episode. It was a good look on him. I mean, he was good in a suit too. Who's going to complain? Um. And then there's a there's a what I thought was a really creepy photo of Trish and Cheryl in cheerleading uniforms. Yes. Yes. Well, they introduced that photo by saying that Trish's assistant is her twin sister. Um, right. And that's first of all ridiculous. I like why is your sister your assistant? Why is she not your sister? Um, also, right. why is your twin your assistant? That seems like it would be confusing for anybody else you encountered in the work arena. And then, yeah, then they're like, here's a photo of them as cheerleaders. I'm not sure what assistant work Cheryl is doing for Trish under these circumstances. Um, Do we ever know what Trish does professionally other than be the daughter of a very rich prosecutor? You're in college, I thought, which is even more confusing to me about the assistant thing. Because, like, what? I don't think they go to the same college. This was only this, I didn't understand any of that. <laughs> okay, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what. I don't know. Right. It was all um, all weird. Yeah, but once they're in the prosecutor's mansion, that's when I solved mm-hmm. this mystery. By the way, um, oh. because we see very briefly Matt Letcher working in the house. And I just recognize him from other stuff. He was on Eli Stone. He was on Joey. He works pretty regularly. Uh, Joey! Uh, Carrie's dad on the Carrie Diaries. Um, wow. So anyway, because he was an actor that I recognized, I was like, this guy is the one who did it. And I was right. And so this is a recap oh. of the, uh, the College Firebug episode, just because I re- you know, if you yeah. recognize the actor, they're the one that did it. Spoiler yeah. Uh, they go so, to the, the kidnapping site, right? Yeah, and there is Cheryl in the road. Yes, and this was—I wish that this was much more of the episode. Honestly, I was frustrated that like they didn't devote more time to this concept of Cheryl is lying on the road in order to use her psychic connection with her twin to solve this mystery. Yeah. Um, but all she takes away from lying in the road is she says. My sister did not go willingly and was dragged away. And they're like, yeah, we have a ransom. That, like, kidnapping we, is no. like that. 
Right. There's no confusion about that. Definitely, definitely kidnapped. But anyway, so cool. that's uh, her contribution to this mystery. Something I noticed in this scene where she, where there, yeah. she's lying in the road and there's like, you know, they're standing around her. I just was like, this is not Connecticut. This is yeah. so obviously not Connecticut. I can see like desert in the background. <laughs> this is <laughs> not. This is nowhere in Connecticut. Not a thing. I uh, you know, I spent like not an insignificant amount of time in Connecticut, but honestly, I wouldn't recognize it if I saw it in a lineup. And if you saw Connecticut, in a lineup. <laughs> yeah. right, oh. with other states. Sure. Sure. Well, it's just that there's no like desert shit in Connecticut. Like there's, it's okay. just not. There's not. There's not. This Plus is clearly never, like. Um, they never go to Sally's Pizza to eat. No, this is not real. It's not real. So they get back to the mansion basically for the rest of the episode, pretty much. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and Davenport thinks that maybe the person is someone that he's prosecuting, and Gideon's like, I'm not so sure. Gideon doesn't need to explain why. Gideon's a genius. Um, mm-hmm. And we also have a, a scene of Reed doing some speed reading. Yeah. Um, oh. Another classic Reed moment. Because <laughs> the prosecutor says, right. can you actually read that fast? And Reed says, my unconscious mind can read like 6,000 books a minute or whatever. Uh, uh, and the guy's like, okay, good talk. Thanks. Yeah. And like, <laughs> why do we bring Reed on these assignments? He is off-putting to everyone. It's off-putting. Oh, and his hair is so bad and it doesn't have to be this way. <sighs> Sorry. That's just uh, the life he's chosen. <laughs> so it happens to be a genius. Your hair is terrible. Well, the next thing I have is how Reed says something to Morgan, like, you think I know everything, but I don't. Yes. No, that was so good. They were, because uh, Morgan and uh, Elle are having a discussion over whether or not twins have psychic connections, I guess. Right. And um, Reed yep. is, there's actually some possible scientific evidence of that. Um, I don't know the answer, but, you know, interesting. And Morgan, and uh he says, yeah, he says, I, I don't know everything despite the fact that you think I do. And this is like a really funny moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Morgan's like, I don't yeah. think you know everything. When have I ever said that? And they're like, you say that every single day. Every single day. Every chance you get, you tell us how you think. You tell Reed how you think he knows everything. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think Hot says, you exactly. said it yesterday when he beat you at cards. Mm-hmm. I, I like this like insight that Morgan truly believes that Reed knows literally everything. 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 Um, yeah. You see, the human mind is not unlike cookie, though, and the closer it gets to the sun, the more it expands. So the kidnapper calls, right? Yeah, the kidnapper calls, and he has a creepy, creepy voice. Yes. And um, um, they put him on hold for an incredibly long amount of time. Yeah. He's like, hey, guys, it's me. And Gideon immediately presses the mute button. He's like, all right, let's talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, it's me, the kidnapper. Yeah. That's how it goes, I think, yeah. right? It is basically like that, yeah. They try to get L. First, I don't know. Yeah. Right. First of all, Cheryl is no one's name. I know it's like, like Cheryl Hines or whatever, but like Cheryl is not the name of like a young girl. 
Right, Cheryl and Trish, the two uh, young twins in 2005. Trish I can buy, but 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 Cheryl is okay. Anyway, whatever. It's not that important, but it's just no one's name. I can't. Sure. Um, the kidnappers like I want to that, talk to Cheryl, and they're brilliant. Yeah. Guys. Let's bring Ellen. She'll pretend to be Cheryl. Right, and the guy is like, "Fuck no! Are you kidding? I'm an erotic stalker. I know whose voice I'm listening to." Yeah. Well, he also says he makes a, a pretty decent point. He says, "I have a twin in my custody. I would recognize the voice of her sister." <laughs> right. Can't, you can't fool me while I am, like, in the same building with this other woman. <laughs> we sound right. like, scary. Right. Like, are you uh, Everybody's so, kind of, like, crestfallen about it. They're like, oh, it didn't work. So now they, like, this scene, I, I have, like, a lot of notes about this that we can talk about, but I just want mm-hmm. to stop saying the conversation they have with the kidnapper over the phone uh, literally goes on forever. Um, mm-hmm. it's like, the, they're like, we got to stall him. And so indeed they just like chat with him for what felt like hours. Yeah. It was very, yeah. It's long. Um, it's very long and, and very creepy. Uh, the whole time Reed is like writing like his notes about the kidnapper on his little computer. And it's like, he's writing <laughs> notes in like DOS or whatever. Probably. Uh, seven five, you know, before we had word processors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, the kidnapper asks what Cheryl's favorite color is, and she says blue. And then he mm-hmm. asks her whether or not she likes chocolate. And that's when I was like, yeah. maybe, maybe we can do another scene pretty soon. Right. Maybe we can. <laughs> she says she likes blue, and he says, "How ordinary." Yeah. What the hell, man? What What is she supposed Why, to say? Like, like lavender? I don't Periwinkle. Yeah, he's, like, yeah. kind of being mean to her, which I guess is proportional to, like, kidnapping he's her. He's He is nagging her. That's right. Oh, shit. And so they say that because uh, the kidnapper is calling from a burner phone, they can't trace the call. And what yeah, that's I find challenging about that. Why don't, why don't they ask Garcia to help? the call. She's not in this episode at all. Hodge says that he's going to try to get her to, like, look something up later on, but we never see her. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, I don't, I don't know. But also, like, when are we going to, is, will, will this just always be, like, the Achilles heel of the FBI? Will there ever be, like, a time when, um, you can trace a burner phone? Never. Like, why can't we, why, why aren't we up to this yet? The technology's not there yet. It's never going to happen. Give it up. Is, but is this still true now? Can you not trace the burner phone now? I, 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 I truly have no idea. Okay. I just, I would think that maybe we would be, like, further along in our... I, I'm not but, okay, whatever. Technology. But Fine. they don't even ask for Garcia's help. Like... Nope. And so Cheryl wants to have a drink, and Elle is like... Yeah. No drinking for you, and now it's because Elle is, like, uh, Cheryl's mom, I guess. Yeah. They really, it's, the whole episode is very much about how the BAU gang sort of takes over this household in Connecticut. Like, they Mm -hmm. give everybody orders, and at one point, uh, we'll get to it, at one point, 
have to like literally subdue the prosecutor by like Morgan tackling him. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's like yeah, there's a right. There's a lot of tackling and screaming later. That is like pretty annoying to watch. Pretty pretty hard to watch. So after this like weird conversation where Cheryl gets nagged, um, yeah. I have a couple of things. One is that um, Morgan realizes that like Trish isn't. So so Trish and Cheryl have a conversation that's like weird. Um, yeah because it's clear that Cheryl is, like, being drugged. Or yeah. Trish, ah, Trish. Trish is being drugged. Yeah. Um, and Cheryl's like, where are you? What do you see? And I think Trish says that she sees the moon. Yes. Which is when Morgan, yeah, and Morgan says, like, well, if she's not blindfolded, that means when he gets this $500,000 or whatever, then he'll kill her. So we're all right. like, dun, dun, dun. Exactly. So um, they have been raised. Yes, raised. Um, and then they go into this whole thing about how how the, the drop-off of the $500,000 can happen and how Cheryl is the only one who can touch the money. Right. Which is weird, but also, like, this is how maybe you should know that the dude is inside the house? Yeah, that that indeed seems like a... A good indicator. Um, my favorite of the instructions that he gives for the money drop-off mm-hmm. is um, he says, you know, the money has to be dropped off by Cheryl. I don't want any lookalike. Um, so here's what I think is amazing yeah. about that, is that in theory, there's only one Cheryl lookalike, and the uh-huh. kidnapper kidnapped her. So in that right. moment, this, this did not end up being the case, but in that moment, I wanted so badly for triplet. out that there was triplets. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, but the show did not go there. Nope. So they go to the kidnapping scene, and Morgan is, like, really pitchy about everything. He's like, this is a weird-ass kidnapping situation. Right. Right. He has all these, like, ideas about, like, if this was legit, if this was actually supposed to be, like, a ransom drop, then, like, this is what would happen. And Hotch is like, how come you didn't say this earlier? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then they realize just in the nick of time that, in fact, it's not a ransom drop. It is a, it's, the idea is for it to be a second kidnapping. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so they grab Cheryl and the kidnapper speeds away. Get out of there. That's when they realize back at the house that he's, because um, he calls them and he's like panting. Right. Um, it says something about how, like, that was a nice little, like, jog or whatever, or some nice cardio. Right. And he said, we got our heart rates up or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and he makes all these references to, like, a set or a pair or something. And then, right, um, a matching set. Yeah, and yeah, and all this shit about how like you asked me to, and like someday we're gonna be together, and it's really creepy. And then Reed says the thing about how it's erotomania, what it, what it's going on is erotomania. Um, right, it's uh, a classic John Angley, Jodie Foster situation. Right. So then we find out that Derek is an, is an expert on in obsessional crimes. Okay, but wait, I I'm sorry, I have I had a big big issue with this. Right, me too. Uh, 
Oh, you go first. No, I was just I was just thinking that like, but he's also an expert in bombs. Yes. So like, not that you can't have more than one area of expertise because I guess that's important, but like, what? Yeah. First of all, yes, he was an expert in bombs. He used to work at the ATF. He can build a bomb just from its pieces, and also this. But like, even furthermore, why on earth would former ATF agent Morgan know more about stalking? than L, who used to work in Uh, yes. Uh-huh. I, it did not make sense to me that this would not be her area of expertise. Right. Stalking yeah. is pretty much a sex crime thing to know about. Right. 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 And, yeah, and we don't hear from Elle on that. So that's weird. Right. There's a lot of inconsistencies in here. I don't know. I don't really. Pretty fucked up, to be honest. Yeah. Fucked up. It's pretty fucked um, up. All right, so now we get to my maybe my favorite moment on the episode, series of moments. Oh, uh, okay. When the kidnapper calls back, and Gideon just decides to fuck with him for a while. Yeah. He's like hanging yeah. up on him, and he's not answering the phone because Gideon is always trying to fuck with unsub. He is always yeah. people's lives and in danger because of his dedication to just messing around with the perpetrators. Yeah, and he's so he's so convinced that this is like the right thing to do. Yeah. And like like usual, it turns out to be the case. But like I would I would not be as cavalier, frankly, no matter how confident I was. No, especially since like the prosecutor and Cheryl are like freaking out. That this is when they're like losing their mind. Davenport, he's like, please not keep hanging up on the guy who has my daughter. And Gideon's like, I know exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. And right, so like, there's the part, right? There's that part where he's like, I'm messing with him, and they're like screaming and crying. And at one point, the guy says, like, she's dead. I'm gonna rip her open. Which is like, oh, oh my, it's, yeah, it's just, right. I didn't realize, like, in these early episodes, like, how much, like, how Gideon, like, is just kind of a terrible, he's just, like, not good at empathy. Like, why would you do that in front of the family? Yeah. Gideon's just like, what else? Don't even worry about it. It's all good. I got it. Cool. You guys just chill. I'm going to fuck around with this guy. Make him angry. Yep. Um. And so the unsub has, like, all these details on everyone in the gang. Yeah. Uh, and he, okay, so, you know, all of his things are, like, whatever, right? He's, like, Morgan is not actually smart. He's just, like, a jock or whatever. L is. Token. Token Derek Morgan, he says. And then he says right. that he's a, a, a trumped up or something something upside of beef, which is, like, kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> is that how you would also describe him? Uh, yeah, because they don't carry a gun, so I feel like it would be it would be fine for me to stop that. <laughs> uh, good one. But the, my biggest issue uh, out of all of the like rude things that he says is that he he's like Gideon, you're such a genius, but you couldn't even diagnose Reed as being autistic. I was like, well, mm-hmm. I don't think that's actually part of Gideon's job. In fact, not only do I not think that it is the job of uh, 
criminal profiler to diagnose uh, his uh, subordinates with uh, uh, neuroatypicality, but also that it is entirely inappropriate for any workplace environment to be diagnosing people with autism or, in fact, to consider autism as a part of, you know, hiring or job practices. None of that made Mm -hmm. any sense to me. That, to me, should have been the biggest clue that the guy that they were dealing with worked in law enforcement in some capacity. (laughs) Oh, yes. I see it. Yes. Yes. Because that's the kind of schmuck thing that he would say. No, I don't know. But... No. But, I mean, it's so stupid, too, because, like, this is, like, the 30th example of, like, inappropriate workplace stuff that goes on, apparently. (laughs) Right. You can't even diagnose him as autistic, but you will set him up with your other subordinates to go to the football game. That's exactly what you'll do. Yeah. Very true. It's just a terrible scene, like, this whole thing going on with, like, Gideon being like, oh, hi, oh, I'm sorry, you have the wrong number, and, like, Yeah, Yeah, just playing around. Whatever, it's fine. So they get Cheryl to a safe house. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As I wrote in my notes, because Matt Letcher knows where the safe house is, it's not really a safe house because he's the guy who did Mm, it. And moments later, that is revealed. Yes, it is. Mere moments Um, later. Yeah. Oh, I wrote actual twins or CGI, but it turns out they are actual twins. I looked it up. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. You know. I, I kept forgetting to wonder about that. I would wonder about it and then not write it down and then forget about it. Um, so, yeah, Cheryl's in the safe house and uh, dude comes in yeah. and it's bad. Right. He's like nice. uh, being creepy and stuff. And then L busts in and yeah. uh, takes down. Yeah. Because he yeah. has a knife and she has a gun. So it was it, it's over pretty quickly. It's over pretty quickly. And he's like, I did not think this part through. Like it's pretty clear as soon as L walks in that he's like, I yeah, I didn't I didn't know what to do at this point. Uh, I didn't think I was gonna get like pretty much a mess the whole time. Right. He didn't think he was going to get busted by a lady, also. Right. Who possibly would? How could anyone anticipate that? I mean, never. It's not like part of his whole MO was that he was in the house with them studying them or anything. He's (laughs) terrible at his his criminal job. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he's going to prison forever. Yeah, L takes him down. Right, forever. (laughs) So then, then what happens? Oh, then, like... Uh, they find Trish, and it's all very, right. like, nice, not dead. Yeah, everybody's right. fine, but she's, like... Her everybody's fine. Like, yeah, I mean, she's been kidnapped, so she's going to the hospital, but she'll be fine. She's fine. Rita's trying to get Gideon to, like, say something about it to him. Like, he wants, like, more facts yeah. about something, or do you think something... So what he or... wants more facts about, he says, how did they find uh, Trish... Um, how did how did L get the guy to give up the information and get him to like who cares don't even ask about it right it doesn't matter yeah uh, so clearly I mean, what uh, Reed is asking is did our coworker torture some uh, a suspect 
And uh, right. the answer is whatever. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's cool. It didn't happen. It's fine. Uh, I mean, I guess we're supposed to think that, like, she's uh, – the part where she's, like, just about standing on his balls is, like, how she got the information? Sure. Right? I don't know. Maybe. That seems like – I mean – or maybe it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Who cares? It's just he's he's a criminal. It doesn't matter what right. you do to him, Chanel. Right. It doesn't matter. Um, and and Gideon says to read something about like enjoy the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Good advice. Which I guess is just supposed to be like this never happens. Like right. usually we have like a bloodbath and forty people are dead and true something. Nobody died. So just like, let's leave Connecticut. Nobody died. Right. Forget it, Jake. It's China down. Exactly. Um, And then, oh, and then they're back in the BAU. And I wrote gratuitous, sexy Morgan moment. Um, He's putting something on his taser wound. Yes. Okay, wait. But I also, that reminded me to have a question about his taser wounds. Right. Um, which is, we sort of forget early on that the kidnapper murdered Trisha's fiancé in order yeah. to Yeah. Why did he not murder yeah. Morgan? Why did he suddenly become a criminal without a gun? Um... It's not important. Enjoy the moment. Thank you. Right. Thank you, Gideon. You're welcome. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so he's just yes, like putting this thing on his wound. Right. Um, and uh, L is like, "Damn, you got tased. Why don't you go home?" And he's like, "No, nah, I'm just going to do some paperwork. I'm cool." And then she offers to take some of his paperwork, and he agrees. And then that's it. He says she she offers to take his paperwork after he says something like, the dude wasn't expecting you to be a threat to him. Like, he didn't see you right. as a colleague or a threat um, because misogyny, I guess. Right. Um, and then, yeah, and then she's like, oh, I'll take some of your paperwork. You silver-tongued minx. <laughs> and then, but he can never yeah, date and then her we, if he carries a gun. No, he can never date her. Nope. Um. Oh, and we also, there, Gideon gives us another Euripides quote right at the very end, which I thought was the most problematic of yes. quotes. Um. Which is, uh, where is it? Come on, dude. Um. When love is in excess, it brings a man no honor nor worthiness. Yep. Because okay. We were dealing this with is here. not love. Love in excess. I think we can all not agree. A thing. Kidnapping is an act of love. Too much love, certainly. Yep. Nobody's saying it's the right amount of love. love. But it's definitely the exact same emotion that causes people to, you know, take care of each other when they're sick and, uh, you know, make sacrifices to uh, improve the other's life and stuff like that. That's, that's the, it's the same basic idea. It's the same thing. Right. Um, but in excess. Erotomanic stalking is the same. Yep. Right. Uh, the, the word romantic would not be a part of it if it weren't. Right. 
Totally. Something yeah, like it's that. just, it's really, it's really fucked up. I don't know if, like, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things where I'm like, I think it's probably supposed to allude to something, like, greater in the episode. It's not supposed to be just about the dude who did the kidnapping. It's supposed to be about something else. But I just thought it was one of those things where it was like, you know, I don't know. I don't know how much people think when they're watching this show. So I'm not sure that someone wouldn't be like, love, that's what this is about. He loved them so much. And that's why he tried to kid, like kidnap slash kill them. Like, yep. whatever. Case closed. I'm not sure. Yeah. Not sure it was a responsible use of a quote. Yeah. Which um, is surprising mm-hmm. since this, this, I mean, this show is typically pretty responsible in uh, the worldview that it uh, presents to us. Definitely. So, anyway, that's where we leave the gang. Uh, do you know what's happening next week on uh I Terminal? do. I do. Where, where next are we week going is, next week? Oh, shit. I forgot where we're going, but we are... Okay. Oh, I remember now. We're going to Illinois. Illinois? Um, the land of Lincoln? I think so. The land of Lincoln. The uh, and... The where you can use and Really? Because they have Lincoln on them. Oh, that's maybe I'm wrong. That's what I heard. Okay, well maybe we'll find out. I, I can only um, hope though. If this show fails to answer that question for us, uh, I'll be curious. Um, the episode is called LDSK, uh, which I won't okay. say what it stands for. It'll blow the whole thing just like out of the water. Um, it's too big a right. spoiler. Right. Wait, okay, but can I can I guess? Yeah. Latter-day Saint killer. It's uh, someone is killing. Oh, good one. Stroud, Illinois. Good one. I, I mean, maybe. Actually, there's no question. Don't say maybe because correct. That's what it is. Okay. Case closed. Um. Good one. Um, I'm just looking up. Who, what the direction of this one is, etc. Um, this one is. Oh yeah, they're going to Illinois. I was right, and oh yeah, this next episode is some crazy shit. Whoa! All right. Yeah, it's crazy. Out about these Mormons getting killed in Illinois. True. <laughs> I won't trip, but they're not as true. Just assume Mormon. Mormon blood death. Cool. Alright, excellent. Well, you can find uh, our show on Unsub Pod and hopefully some other places online soonish. We'll, you know, keep you updated as well as we can. We shall. Thanks, everybody. Thanks very much. <laughs>